Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Have you ever noticed that life is full of cycles? Like, there's like, life is this, it's a cycle of being full and being empty. Full and empty. Full and empty. Like, have you ever been so hungry before that you're not hungry, you're just hangry? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, um, I, I don't eat on Sundays before I preach. And so by the end of the 12 o'clock service, I am not hungry. I am hangry. And, and you get so hangry, like, man, you're just like, you kind of get a little bit irritable. Come on, anybody be honest today. You've been that hungry before. And then you're so hungry, like, you know, you're, you're going through the drive through at McDonald's. There's only two people in front of you. But you're like, man, what's taking them so long? Come on. Come I mean, hurry up. And then you eat and you get filled up and you're like, oh, man, I feel so good. And you're so full. And then just a, you know, a couple hours later, you get hungry again. You know, life is this cycle of being full and being empty. Same thing within our cars. How many of you know there's nothing better? There's like no better feeling than when you have a full tank of gas. You ever feel like that? When you have a full tank of gas, it's like I own the world right now. And if you have one of those cars that tell you how many miles you have till empty, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm starting like, man, I could drive to Orlando and halfway back. That's how powerful I am. I can do 15 trips to West Palm Beach and back. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and then you, you, you fill up, you feel great. But how many of you hate filling up with gas? Like I hate it. It's one of the worst things. It's going to the dentist and filling up with gas and going to Walmart are like my top things I hate more than anything in this world. Because then when I start getting low, my car will tell me you, you only have a few more miles, you know, five more miles till empty. Anybody ever like try to outsmart your car? And you're like, nah, I don't believe it. It's a lie. I know there's some bonus miles in my tank. Come on, anybody want to be honest right now? And then you, I'm not going to ask how many of you have run out of gas, you know? You know what I find in, in our life? I love this verse that we just read in 2 Kings because it shows a verse of a widow woman who her life was full. She was married. She had kids. They had money. They had prominence. They had position. They were faith followers. The Bible says that she is writing or talking to Elisha, the prophet, the pastor of her church, saying, the one who is your closest one has died. And she's telling the pastor of her church that, that my, my husband has died. We have no more money. We don't know what we're going to do. In fact, we have so much debt that the collectors are getting ready to come and take my sons and sell them into slavery to pay for my debt. She's so discouraged. She's so despondent. She's so frustrated. She feels helpless and hopeless. You ever been there before where you're like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. This woman was in a place where she says, I have nothing left. You ever been in a place where you're like, man, everything was going so well and so good. What in the world is happening? But isn't it amazing that all it takes is one touch from God and all of a sudden you can go from being empty to being full again. My prayer for every person in this room was that if you came in today feeling empty, that you would leave here today feeling full. You would be filled with hope. You would be filled with strength. Come on. You would be filled with excitement. Come on. Anybody want some more excitement? You would be filled with hope for the future. You would be filled with power. You would be filled with faith. And then what happens is Wednesday comes along and you're like, man, I'm running. It's called dinner party. I wish they had a midweek service. And guess what we do? It's called dinner parties. Come on. Some of you are like, we do? Big announcement? Yes, dinner parties. 
Because then you could go to a dinner party and you could be filled up again. How many of you know, though, that you could be driving in your car, feeling on empty, and all you have to do is change the station and put on a podcast from Brave Church or put on Planet Shakers Worship, and all of a sudden God can fill your life. Come on, how many of you are so thankful that wherever you are, God can fill you? I love this verse because the Bible says that she went to her pastor. She went to her church when she needed a breakthrough. My prayer for our church is that this would be a place that when people need a breakthrough, that they could come to Brave Church and they can know I can get faith here. They know that someone's going to pray for me. I can slip into a dinner party on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday meeting all over our city and I can get with some people. If you're a woman, you can get with some girls. If you're a guy, you can get with some guys and you can get someone to stand with you for a breakthrough. I don't believe that people in our community should have to go anywhere else for a breakthrough. How many of you believe that the house of God should be a place where anybody and everybody should come and is able to come for a breakthrough? I love this because she's discouraged. She comes to her pastor. I love what the pastor says to her. He says, okay, so you need a breakthrough. You don't have anything. They're about to collect your boys. Tell me what you do have. And she tells him, she says, all I have is just a little bit of of oil just enough to make one meal and then we're going to die this is about enough oil to put into a frying pan and make some good fried chicken come on somebody and and she says all i have is just enough for us to eat one more meal and then we're going to starve to death isn't it amazing that when we get into a tough situation we always look at what we don't have we always look i love pastor tim at the six last night he said we always look at who left and we don't look at what's left i love it that that when god is working with our mess when god is working in our life he's not concerned with what you've lost he wants to know what do you have left what's still in your hand what's still in your possession can i just encourage somebody today you may have lost a lot you may not have much hope but can i tell you if you just have a little bit left god can do much with a little anybody thankful that god can take what's in your hand and he can multiply it god can take what's in your life but you see what we do is is that we we always go to God and we tell him God I don't have and God he never asks for what you don't have he asks you to give what you do have I love to see how frustrated she is and she's defeated in life and can I tell you a sign that faith is gone in our life is when we start to look at what we have as less than Well, I used to have this job, but now I have that job. I used to have this relationship, but now I've got this relationship. I used to have this position, but now my business used to be this profitable, but now it's only marginally less profitable. I only, my kids used to be doing this good, but, but now they're not doing as good. Can I tell you that many times in our life, we look at what's left as less than, and many times we compare what's left in our life with what someone else is going through in their life. Isn't it amazing that we always compare our empty season with someone else's full season? It would be the same thing as like being at a gas station going, man, it is so not fair. God, why in the world do I have to get gas? And look at all those cars just driving around. They got full tanks. They don't need to get gas. How many of you know that those people driving out there, they're going to go through empty seasons too? 
You see, I believe the key of living the Christian life, I believe the key for you going to the next level in your life is when you are in the empty season that you don't complain to God and say, oh, this is all I have. But you say, God, I thank you that all I have to do is roll up into the gas station of faith called church and you can fill my life up again. Come on, is there anybody here that you can thank God? This is not the season that I want, but I know it's just a season because God, has the ability to fill my life up again oh I've come to preach to come here feeling I don't know who I'm talking to today but I've come here to tell you you may have come here feeling empty feeling discouraged feeling hopeless but we serve a God his name is Jesus we just sung about him and he has the power to fill your life again here I am preaching up in the 10 o'clock service you see the pastor says thank you come on that's what I need the pastor says listen 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 I didn't ask you what you what you lost how insensitive she just said my husband died my kids they're on their way to slavery and he's like I didn't ask you what you've lost I didn't ask you what car they repossessed. I didn't ask you what mortgage you can't pay. I didn't ask you what relationship betrayed. I didn't ask you about that. The man of faith, you see faith, you can tell your faith is low when all you're looking at is, oh, this is all I have left. But when you have faith, faith, you might want to write this down. Faith is persistent. The man of God said, I'm not going to be distracted by the need because I understand that I could fill your cup right now, but there's going to be another seed of season of emptiness. What the prophet wanted her to see is that life is going to have ups and downs. And if you want to have a roller coaster faith and keep chasing the highs when you're in the lows, but if you want to have grit, come on, if you want to be a man of God, if you want to be a woman of God, where nothing will shake you, when nothing, come on, no giant will scare you, no obstacle will set you back. What are you doing in the empty seasons? Oh, I love this man of God because he's teaching her a life-changing principle. He says, what do you have left? She goes, just this little bit of oil. And he goes, okay, cool, 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 cool. And you still have your sons? She's like, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I want you to go door to door to your neighbor's house. I want you to collect as many jars as you can, as many empty vessels as you can. And then I want you to bring those empty vessels back. And I want you to go into your house and I want you to shut the door. And when you shut the door, I want you to take this oil in your little container and just start pouring it into the jars. You see, faith requires obedience. You see, she could have heard that and said, that's ridiculous. Elisha, don't you see how it's not even going to fill up one. But she said, okay, I'll do it. You see, faith sees things that nobody else can see. Faith sees things in your life that no one else in your family can see. You can leave this service today and go home and go to your family, go to your co-workers, and you can begin prophesying over your own life things that seem impossible, but that's okay if they don't understand because they can't see what you see. They see a little bit, but she said, okay, I'm going to pour. And she began to pour the oil, and as she began to pour, she's like, oh my Lord, more keeps coming out. And the Bible said that they kept pouring, they kept pouring, and one by one, her sons are like just moving the jars. 
you imagine how fun that would be? Come on, like she's like, this doesn't even make sense. This is weird. Come so. It's like David Copperfield. Like this is amazing. And the prophets there, like I told you so. But you know what I love? I love how the prophet told her, before you start pouring, I want you to do something. I want to shut. The, I want you to shut the door behind you. You know why he told her that? That is symbolic. What he is saying is this. When you step into your place of miracle, you need to shut the door. In other words, what he's saying is you need to eliminate the distractions. You see, if you're wanting to step into what God wants you to be, there are some people in this season that you need to eliminate from your next. There are some people in this season that they have kept your life on empty. And God's saying, you're going to have to step into a new season, but shut the door. Pastor, what are you talking about? How many of you know not everyone is in the operating room? There are some people, when God is operating on your life, how many of you know it's only the doctor and some nurses in the operating room? God is saying, I want to operate on you in this season when you feel empty. But there are some people that are contaminating the space that they're in there are some people that are causing disease and infection in the miracle so i want you to shut the door and watch this the verse that we read says this they shut off all the distractions they have an assembly line of jars and it says as soon as there was no more vessels the oil stopped flowing In other words, as soon as there was no more room, the oil stopped. Can I tell you, many Christians' lives dry up. Many churches dry up because they don't have any place for God to land. You see, oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It's symbolism. God was saying, I wish I had something empty to pour out my spirit into. Because if I could get someone at Brave Church at the 10 o'clock service to empty their life, to create some more space, then I have some room to pour out my anointing in. If I could find a church that wants to create more space and more parking and more seats and more service times and more location then I'll keep pouring out my oil can I tell you that's why we've asked all of our serve teams to park across the street and to give our best parking to other people because you know what we realized we ran out of space in the parking lot and guess what we stopped growing in the 10 o'clock and the 12 o'clock but look the very first week we opened up more space we're full almost to capacity create more space influence more people that's why we opened Kindle. I remember when we first started five years ago and we had just enough people for this middle section and then we went to two services, three services, four services, launched a fourth campus. Or, or Oh, come on, that's good. A second campus. And then we're looking at launching a third campus in 2020. Pastor, why are we doing this? Because we realize we have to create more space so we can influence more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Come on, let me talk to a businessman. Let me talk to a businesswoman. Let me talk to a high school, middle school student. Let me talk to someone who's going to work tomorrow and say, if you will create more space in your life, God will create more momentum in your life. But you see, the problem is, many times we we don't have enough space for God to move. It's funny because God is in the filling spaces. Luke chapter 3 verse 4 says this, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. This is John the Baptist. He came before Jesus. He was preparing the way for Jesus. Says this, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be what? 
Come on, filled. Isaiah 54, 2 says, enlarge the place of your tent. Come on. What God is saying in your life right now. Come on, I'm talking to you individually. In your life right now, make more room for God. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen the cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. Come on, does somebody want to receive that for your own life today? Come on, I've come to tell someone at the 10 o'clock, you're about to expand. Man, I feel it in this place. You're about to expand. God's about to open up doors. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. You know what he's saying? He's not saying make a little bit of room. He's saying make a lot of room. That's why today we set out more chairs than we normally do. You know why? Because you know what we're doing? We're expanding our tents. More parking, more seats, more people. You see, what I believe is that God is in the filling spaces, but God can't fill what is already filled. So I want to help you experience all that God has for you. Is there anyone here today that you want to experience everything God has for you? If that's you, come on, I want you to write this down. How do we do this? Number one is this. We need to clear the clutter. There is stuff in our lives that is suffocating Christ. Busyness, too much TV, Netflix and chill. Come on, social media. Just busyness. Busy, busy, busy. And some of us, the reason why we stay so busy because there is an inner tension inside of you. And it's that part of you that God is wanting to resolve. It's that part of you that is God saying, man, that if you ever just feel like frustrated, like, man, I just don't know why or where it's coming from. Like things are really good, but I'm just frustrated. I'm just uneasy. I'm agitated. That is your purpose inside of you wrestling to get out. So you know what we do? We fill it with busyness. Even when we have nothing to do, we create more lists to do. So we've got to clean out the clutter. This past week, I went to my kid's closet. And we cleaned out their clutter. They had shoe boxes and they had all kinds of stuff and trash. And I just love it. Anybody love cleaning out your car? Man, I feel so close to Jesus when I clean out my car. I'm just like, man, Jesus, I feel you in this car right now. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus is like, yeah, because it was so messy. I wasn't here before. Come on. There's nothing better than cleaning out the clutter in our souls. You see, when you know what you say yes to, you know what you can say no to. Cleaning out the clutter is just knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to. It's just like if you're here and you're married and you're wearing a wedding ring, that wedding ring is symbolic that you said yes to one person, which means I'm saying yes to one else. When you clean the clutter out of your life, what you're saying is, I'm saying yes to Jesus with my life. I'm putting Jesus first. Come on. And so I'm saying no to everything else in this world. I'm saying no to every lie of the enemy. I'm saying no to every addiction and every temptation because I've said yes to Jesus. That's so important that we clean the clutter out of our lives. That's why today, even it's like, come on, church, I'm just asking you. Clean out your clutter after 11.15 and say yes to DNA. I know you got a lot going on, but say yes to DNA. Say no to something else. Come on, let's get the clutter out of our life. Number two, write this down. That's so important because you have to realize God is into capacity. God always fills the space that you give him. So my question is this. Would you write this question down in your notes? How much of God do you want? God always meets us at the level of our expectation. 
So if you give God a little bit of room, that's the little bit of room he's going to fill. But if you give God your whole life and say, God, here I am. I'm an empty vessel. Take every part of me. All of a sudden, God looks at that life and he says, oh, that is somebody. I can pour my oil, my spirit into. Anybody here want God just to fill your life to capacity? Somebody say yes. You see, God's into capacity. We here at Brave Church, the reason why we're making a lot of room, because people shouldn't come to church and not be able to find a parking space and leave. The reason why we're making room, come on, you're going to see it. Over the next several weeks, we're going to put more and more and more chairs out. You're going to come in and go, man, where's everyone at? It's not that less people are coming. It's we're just, we're, man, Rodney, our kids director, had a brilliant way just with this middle section to put out chairs that we have more chairs out right now than we've ever had before. But we're going to keep putting more and more because I believe this with all of my heart. We have 4 million people in our city who need Jesus Christ. Come on. They need an encounter with God. And we are the ones to bring that encounter. Because here's the thing, it goes for our church and it goes for your life. God will meet us at the level of our expectation. So if you're expecting God just to help you get through this week, guess what? That's all you're going to get. If you woke up this morning and said, God, I just need you to help me get through today. Guess what? That's what you're going to get. But Brave Church is all about equipping you training you developing us to become people full of faith come on that we are consistent and persistent i love the prophet the pastor told her he says this watch this watch 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 he goes go door die because faith is what if they don't answer the door go to the next door go 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 to your neighbors you know why because faith is persistent faith doesn't give up faith doesn't quit faith says i'm not going to give up on my god i'm not going to give up in serving i'm not going to give up on my calling i'm not going to give up on my family i'm not going to give up on getting out of debt i'm not going to give up on my breakthrough i'm not going to give up on getting out of this addiction i know that freedom i know that breakthrough is on the way so i'm going to keep on knocking until the door man the bible says knock and the door will be open seek and you shall find ask and you will receive you see it's not about right now it's about what you're preparing for God always meets us at the level of your expectation so come on make room look at your neighbor tell them come on let's make some room let's make some room come on serve team leaders let's make some room for some new people that are going to go through dna today come on there's a place for you on the team let's make some more room in our life come on businessman make some room in your business you've had your hands on it for too long it's time to give god a shot to say okay god it's yours god this job is yours these kids are yours this marriage is yours God I'm going to empty myself so that you can have full reign in my life because when Jesus hits the limit where he can't pour anymore he says I'm, I'll look for another vessel someone else I can pour into can I tell you God does not have favorites that is why sometimes we have to guard our heart and our mind because we could get bitter about someone else's blessing and say well why are they blessed why am I not blessed why are they more significant no one is more significant in the kingdom in fact jesus was there and the religious people were walking around trying to push the little children away from jesus and jesus said yo step back suffer the little children because they have the kingdom of god if every one of you had the faith as a child you would see miracles god doesn't have favorites he doesn't have more significance what god's looking for is who's willing to empty themselves out 
Who's ready to clear some more room? Clear the cutter, clutter. Make some more room because God is in the capacity. Number three, write this down in your notes. Number three, you have to understand if it's not us, then who? If it's not now, then when? I love this verse in Romans chapter 10, verse 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? You say, Pastor David, you said this is a vision message. How is it vision? Because Brave Church, I believe that God is calling every single one of us in this room to be carriers of this message. Come on, how many of you believe that God's not done sending people to Brave Church yet? Come on, how many of you believe that the couple thousand of us that will meet here all, all day today, how many of you believe that there are so many more people in our city that need Jesus? Anybody here believe that we need a campus downtown? We need a location in Homestead. We need a location in Miami Springs. We need a location. Come on, anybody believe? Come on, we got to create more space. But here's the thing. It's one thing to preach it. It's another thing for us to live it because here's what you need to know that God wants to create more space so he could fill our life but it's not for your benefit it's not for our benefit do you know why God blesses us so that we could be a blessing to other people I believe this with all of my heart watch this oh I'm gonna say something strong can the 10 o'clock handle it okay I'm gonna say something strong Here's where you need to put your steel-toed boots on. Here you go. I believe one of the marks of a Christian is that we sincerely care about other people. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We got invites out. I'm not saying this is condemnation or anything, but it's just the truth. We got invites out. We got stuff out. We got invites out all over the place. Co-workers, family members, loved ones. I don't believe you can be a Christian and not care about other people in our city. I don't believe it. I'm sorry, I just, I just don't. I believe that we go through seasons of forgetfulness. I'm the pastor and I forget invites sometimes. There's seasons of forgetfulness, but I can tell you, man, it was like two weeks ago. I remember I was in my car and, and, and I was in the drive-thru somewhere and all of a sudden it was like the Holy Spirit just brought con- like conviction, not condemnation, conviction on my life because I drove off and I didn't tell her anything about God or God bless you or hey man there's hope card or anything and I'm the pastor of this thing so I'm telling you so that so that I'm being transparent so you don't feel bad because we have seasons of forgetfulness but the Holy Spirit was right there it was like you missed an opportunity and I parked my car like up there so more cars could come through I got out of my car and I took that invite and I walked it back up to the window. I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back. I'm, I'm being honest. I dropped the ball. There to pay for her meal and she like rolls her window up because she's like, yo, what's this guy doing? And I walk up to the window and I knock on the window because, you know, in the drive-thru, they, they shut those windows now, you know? At least here in Miami because they know us. So I knock on that window. She opens the window. She goes, did you forget something? I said, no. I um, she goes, did I forget something? I said, no, I forgot something. I said, hey, I want to give you this. There is hope card. I just want to let you know. I don't know what's happening in your situation. I don't know what's happening in your life. But I want to tell you something that God just wants you to know that there's hope today. God loves you. We love you. If you're looking for a church, come to Brave. She looks at it. She goes, and the window closed back on her. <laughs> I was like, see ya. You know, 
here's what I'm telling you I don't believe that we can really call ourselves Christians unless we say God give me a heart for people in our city God use me to reach somebody else God fill me so that I can fill somebody else you see God wants to fill your life today because he wants you to pour your life into somebody else in Miami in your home in your business in your come on we believe this I'm so thankful last Sunday I met this this young lady at the 6 p.m. And let me tell you something. I brag about the 10 o'clock. This is my new favorite service. 10 o'clock, my new favorite service. I'm telling all the other services, this is my new favorite service. I know y'all have heard me talk about the 6. And you're like, oh, he doesn't really love us. He just tolerates us. No, I love you. Um, and and this, this uh, like young adult, she's in her mid-20s, was so excited. Pastor, I brought my coworker here. So I met her in the lobby after the six and some of the other staff were there and some of you others who serve were there and talking to her. And so we left and then she sent me a message and she said this. She said, hey, pastor, you know what's so crazy? This co-worker, who I think she grew up in Miami her whole life, she has never, ever been in a church before. Like not a Catholic church not a Christian church, not an Islam church, like no, no church, no church. Can you believe that? Like, we're not in Kenya. We're not in the mountains of Colombia. We're not in some remote island. There are people that we will come in contact with. There are people you work with they have never been in church ever and then there are people who have been in church they've got church hurt there are people that's why jesus can i tell you jesus was a friend of sinners you know why because he was letting them know i'm not who you think i am i'm not about what you think i'm about so i'm gonna hang out with sinners so that you can see that i love the sinner you can see i've come for the sinner you can see i've not come to judge but i've come to put my arms around you that's why he's on the cross and he looks at the thief and he says today you will be with me in paradise because that is the jesus that we serve that is the church that we are we exist but my question to you is this if not now then when if not us then who like like church cannot be just like oh man i'm in church i got my ticket to heaven everyone else can go to hell who cares no (laughs) like no we have discovered something here my God, I hope you're in church today feeling, man, I've discovered something good for my life. Man, we've discovered. So, I don't know if you were here two years ago. It's been two years. And I gave everyone a lifesaver. Come on, if you got your lifesaver, would you hold it up? If you didn't get one, come on, raise your hand. If you didn't get one, our serve team has got to help you. Come on. Come on. Hold it out. Some of you don't, don't open it. No. No. Some are like, oh, pastor, I already ate it. <laughs> That's okay. It's not your fault. The first one's on us. But if you need a second one, 
the host team will have them in the lobby. Come on, I want everyone to get one. I believe this. You and I are called to be lifesavers. Come on, I want you to think right now. I've got to close. I want you to put someone's name on this lifesaver. And I want you to begin to pray that Jesus gives you an opportunity to invite them to church or gives you an opportunity to pray for them at work or in your family, that God gives you an opportunity to be their lifesaver. Can I tell you, since two years ago when I gave these out to our entire church, it's, it's funny, even it was several weeks ago, and think about it, they were praying for two years. They've been inviting for two years. A family met me in the lobby, and she said this. She said, hey, pastor, my mom and dad are here. And they both gave their life to Jesus today. And I've been inviting them for one and a half years. So today I'm going to eat my lifesaver. So here's what I'm telling you. Come on, put this lifesaver where you're, where it tells you how fast you're going. Come on, put it up somewhere where you will never forget it. And every time you see it, I want you to pray, God, give me an opportunity to invite them to church. Give them me an opportunity. And I say invite the church because here's the thing. Some of us feel insecure about sharing the gospel. I'm just saying you invite them and let me do it because I don't feel uncomfortable doing it we will let them get in an environment like this where it'll be easy for them to see and easy for them to receive the grace of God but come on how many of you believe today you're called to be a lifesaver anybody have somebody one person's name that you know you can assign to this and guess what when they come to church and they give their life to Jesus I want you to celebrate have a lifesaver party in your mouth I love it people are like pastor I ate my lifesaver I love it It's, it's awesome let me tell you this next Sunday we're kicking off a new series it's called at the movies it's got a fun title but it's going to be powerful but this series is an invitable series this is a series to invite everyone that you think would never come to church the family member who you think they were they would never come they're going to come they're going to see it's going to be fun it's going to be awesome God's going to drop a word but this is a series come on to invite your unsaved unchurched family members too you see because brave church and i'm going to close with this we're not a church we're not just trying we're not trying to get other christians from other churches like i know there's transfer at times and people do but man 95 percent of our city doesn't go to church how many of you know that the harvest is ready but the bible says it's the workers who are few but I believe that today God is looking at a room full of workers. Come on. God is looking at a room full of vessels who are saying, God, you can take my oil and you can pour it into somebody else. If that's you today and you would say, I'm going to go. And today is the season. Come on. I want you to stand to your feet all across this room. And I want to pray for us today. Jesus, we thank you so much that you've called us. You've led us into this place. God, I thank you that we're excited to be here. We're so excited to be used of you. And Jesus, today, I pray you would send us out into our city, into our families, into our co-workers. God, that we would truly be the ones who realize. God, I thank you for the people in this room who, if not now, then when? And God, I thank you for the people in this room. There are people here today that they don't know you as their Lord and Savior. And in just a minute, God, Pastor Jason is going to come and he's going to lead us into a relationship with you. So God, I thank you that hearts are open. We're clearing the clutter and we're making room for you. 
right now in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.